Welcome to episode 101 of Coffee Pods and Wads. Uh, this is the first in a three-part series sponsored by Rain Body Fuel, the ultimate fitness-focused drink to support performance. The podcast is always sponsored by Ollie Clothing and Burbox Coaching Development. Uh, this three-part series is going to focus on Emma McQuaid, Sam Stewart and PD Savage as they prepare for the 2021 Road to the Games. Um, episode 1 today is a look back on the year that was, discussing sanctionals, Emma's CrossFit Games and PD's invite being taken away by COVID. Uh, we also discuss changes to the new season and Matt Fraser's retirement and how that may inspire their own plans for the future. Uh, throughout the series, Rain are offering all listeners in the UK and Ireland the chance to receive a free Rain stock drop. Um, all you have to do is show them how you are ready to rain when it comes to your fitness goals for 2021. Just post a story or a post and use the hashtag ready to rain uh, to enter. They'll track the hashtag, they'll reach out to you for details and they'll sort out the drop. You're already putting in the hard work, you're doing your home workouts, you're learning new skills, you're brushing up on old ones. So show it off and get some free stock. Thanks to rain. Hashtag ready to rain. Enjoy, listen, share and tag. First of all, thanks to three for doing this. Um, it's great. I, I was laughing, like talking to my wife earlier on. She was like, oh, like who are you recording with later on? And I said the three V, and I was like, Jesus, funny, like thinking back a year ago, I was sitting down with PD and we were talking about like how the games is gonna go and the build up to that and everything, and then the whole fucking world just like fell apart for everyone, really. Um, I suppose Sam, we'll start off with you. Um, this lockdown has obviously been a bit different for you because you're muscling in on the fucking podcast scene, you prick. <laughs> yeah, I did that just to spite you. So, yeah. Um, where where did that uh, where did that unique idea come from? Um, I think I'm probably the last person on earth to start a podcast, but um, I think it was just something to do. Um, obviously, lockdown is very unsociable. Uh, a lot of people can't see anyone, so almost people watching it kind of almost get a bit of a social interaction. Hearing maybe like people from your gym that you'd usually talk to, like they might not get to hear you or talk to you too much in person. Um, obviously because of lockdown so it's almost like a kind of knocking down a bit of a social barrier um, during the lockdown also then it's kind of a fun idea it's a bit of fun our guy Connor uh, is really good with kind of media and stuff um, he's really the brains of it me and Jamie just sit there and With the eye candy just talk absolute dribble and then he makes it it goes and it uh, it turns into something so that's really do you, it do you enjoy doing it like do you enjoy recording them yeah, the first one we did, the first one we ever did was really bad. And um, me and Jamie were both kind of like frozen, could talk, and we just deleted that one because it was super awkward. And then we just released episode two as the first one. Yeah, you should release that one for like, you should set up a Patreon account and just release that one. People pay for the awkwardness. Um, <laughs> I, got... I don't think we're anywhere near Patreon. Uh, just yes. Yeah, I actually looked there, you're on, you know, the buttery bros uh, release a trailer for their proven series or whatever so it's like seven dollars is the uh, patreon subscription or whatever but it's only going to release to them for a while and then they said they keep saying like oh maybe further down the line we might release to itunes or whatever but they have like 600 uh patrons in a day like just <laughs> i was just looking at it and you're all like on my calculator being like oh fuck's sake like how it's just like ridiculous um Emma, you uh, competed in stage one of the games. The last time we were spoke, you were just kind of getting ready for it and gearing up for it. Um, obviously, it was different than 
what you anticipated maybe this time last year, like what it was going to be like. Um, how did it compare to what you thought might happen when you heard that it was going to be online? Um, yeah, like, like to be honest, like it was, it was the best it could have been kind of thing. Mm. Like we, it was still obviously during COVID. So we only had like a very small group of people probably pushed, pushed the limits of, <laughs> of how many people we could have, but um, <clears throat> still kind of kept it small, but like for me, it was still like, it was still awesome having like your friends and family, all your PT clients and stuff, be able to watch you actually do your sport. Um, it was it was it was good like but i don't want it to happen this year but it looks like it is going to happen this year again yeah well we live in hope i suppose um like do you do you enjoy those moments like say over the the two or three days or whatever do you enjoy those moments are you present in what's happening or is it like a blur and then when it's over you kind of look back at it and say oh that was cool or whatever yeah it's probably more looking back you know because we obviously you're only given like a time frame to get the workouts done so it was like warm up workout physio eat chill warm-up workout and like go to bed kind of thing um so yeah it was more like uh it was remembering the the saturday from the last workout um to the next morning was pretty was pretty good uh in the party but um during the rest of it like i didn't really get to experience much of it and have really that much fun as such yeah was it was it a distraction like leading up to it in hindsight now maybe do you think it took from a potential performance with the kind of uncertainty or do you think because everyone went through it it was kind of a level playing field regardless yeah I think it was a fairly level playing field like I I think like quite a lot of the Americans obviously a lot of the gyms were open so they were able to bunch together and um, obviously create a training environment and more like games like training um, setting where obviously I, I couldn't um, so I'd, I'd say probably I didn't really have that much, that kind of competitor's edge as such leading into it, which we weren't really, it, it is what it was kind mm. of thing. And did it take away like any of the enjoyment, say in the run-up or during it, or do you kind of park it about like, say other people like PD and other people missing out on those opportunities that had been there for them that were taken away? Like, do you kind of have to park that early days or is that something that you might use to kind of fuel it that, you know, you're one of the lucky few kind of thing? Um, Like, obviously, like, no matter what, I'm going to go out and, like, was always going to give, like, my best performance for me kind of thing. Mm. Um, But, like, yeah, there wasn't any added fuel kind of thing. It was, I'm, I'm always going to go out and try and perform the best no matter what. Yeah. Um, PD, like, you're season took as was a drastic turn after i i assume it's just me i must be like your bad luck charm or something we were hyping up your your uh your showdown in madison and how like great everything was going to be and i actually remember us joking about this pandemic in china and we were like oh well once you don't go and compete in china you'll be all right um so like you know the benefit of hindsight i suppose but like what what was the point in the season for you where you kind of said like no, I'm I'm fucked here. Like this doesn't look good at all. Um, I could be fair. It was probably quite early on. You know, you were still in denial for a while. That you know it might still go away. It'll still be on. But um, yeah, it was it was pretty early days to be fair. And then you sort of you sort of knew like you know you just know that it wasn't going to go ahead. And uh, yeah, just sort of uh, like without even officially knowing, like it just didn't look good. From I can't even remember when it was. Even like maybe. April time or around that then, 
like was fairly certain it wouldn't have went ahead, you know, just judging by the way things were going. So um yeah, it was it was pretty early days, but it uh I didn't really fully admit it to myself until I guess you got the final um final notification. And was there a long like was there like a mourning period after it where you kind of had to deal with it yourself or do you think you No, kinda... definitely not. I was totally fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, like training took a bit of a backlash. I didn't train for a while. It took like a month off. Did nothing. Um, didn't really feel like doing much either. But if you kind of needed that as well, you need to take a bit of time off. Like, I think that's the worst thing people in CrossFit do and I'm the, the worst person for it. You know, you don't take any time off completely. So um, to sort of go again, like, you know, you look at what Fraser did all the time, always taking them, not, not to compare myself to him one bit, but, um, you know, you do need a full off season and a bit of rest. And it's like, it's typically what CrossFitters don't do. So, um, yeah, I think it, 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 was a, it was good to get a bit of time off anyway. And then obviously, like, it's difficult when something gets taken away from you and when it's like such a bizarre set of circumstances, it, I don't know if it makes it better, like if it makes it easier to take or harder to take when it's something so unusual, like if it's an injury, you could almost maybe might be something you've dealt with before and easier to kind of compartmentalize it or whatever. But when it's such a random series of events, like was there a point in time then where you felt over it? Like, was there a, you know, when you started going back to training, like, did you get the love back for, for straight away or did you have to kind of search for that a bit? Um, no, definitely. Like, just from taking a bit of time off, you're, you're stiff and sore. And it, whenever you take time off, the uh, definitely advice to anybody is don't don't do nothing. At least go out for a long walk. I did absolutely nothing, and I paid the price. So, like, uh, you sort of back was sore. You're because you're so used to moving and training hard. You know, you need to keep your body moving. So, um, it took a wee while to get back into it. Probably, to be honest, a good a good month. You know, of just doing simple stuff and getting back into it and trying to build intensity back up. Um, so yeah, it did, it did take a bit of time to get back into training again and get that because whenever you are enjoying it and you are at a relatively fit level, whenever you're not at that level or you're way off it, you just don't enjoy it, you know. So you kind of have to build yourself back up there slowly and just just trust that if you keep moving and be consistent, that you will get back there, you know. Mm. Um, Sam, you tried a few of the the stage one workouts, if I remember right. Were you surprised by any of the tests that? the athletes faced um i don't know if i was surprised like i think you can always be surprised with what comes up um i don't think anyone has it figured out ahead of time but i thought the um the one with all the overhead squats i definitely didn't see that kind of weight for that many reps happening i would never like i wouldn't have never gone you know what's definitely coming up is this many overhead squats at a heavy weight um but apart from that, like I thought the handstand was a good shout, uh, given that some people might be in home gyms and stuff like that. Um, so I wasn't too surprised there, but I thought they were I thought they were cool workouts. Yeah. Did did you get sent anything, Emma? Like other than a judge was assigned and arrived or whatever, did you get anything else? Um, after the after day one, the after the real workout, the judge was then allowed to give us the drag rope. Um, so that was like that was the only thing we were given. And were you given any like tech support or anything like that, or is that just totally they didn't give a shit once the judge was there and was able to tell them what happened? <laughs> no, <laughs> you basically had to figure everything out for yourself. It was to be honest, if 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 the games went online again this year, I would have a full team behind me. 
Um, it was extremely stressful weekend. Um, they did kind of put quite a lot of pressure on us. As in, so like having your equipment ready and all that kind of stuff. Um, they stick with the time frames. Um, like we had to measure every single, sorry, weigh every single weight before every single workout. Like even though, like my home gym has three sets of bumper plates, um, like in the whole gym, um, every single weight had to be measured. Like I've got four barbells. Like whatever barbell I used had to be weighed. Do you think that um, if it does go online next year, um, or this year? Do you think that CrossFit themselves have to do something like, do you think that that's what say the athletes association might look at doing it with input from you guys after stage one? Um, I don't really know what more they could do. You know, obviously they did send the judge. Um, I would just say probably letting making us more aware of how much like the athlete needed to do or mm. kind of thing. Um, it just wasn't, it, you know, just well, it, to me, it was like, oh, the judge is coming. You're going to do the workout. And I kind of, I felt it was going to be more like, you know, the open is just like load the bar, crack on, you know, off we go kind of thing. Um, three, two, one, go. Um, but, it, you know, obviously it wasn't like that. It was, it was definitely more like obviously the games. Um, uh, so, yeah, it just, yeah, it was a lot different, but I don't really know what, what more CrossFit could have done, if you know what I mean? Like, once they yeah. send their judge, I think for me it would just be like even get asking like Jarena from Filthy 150 to like um gather up like a couple of obviously like um her guys, obviously, because they're all very well like competition prepared and like have like two or three people, right? Use guys sort equipment, two or three people, use guys sort social media and two or three guys just to like, you know, like fix because like there was a kind of like workout area for nearly each workout. Mm. Um, and I think it would just take a lot of stress away from the athlete. Um, I suppose like the, the, the main question when you're reflecting on something is like, well, would I have done anything differently? So is there anything that I suppose to start with the boys first, like Sam, is there anything that you would have done last season differently knowing what you know now about last season, if you know what I mean? Um, I mean, hindsight is everything. Like if you if you knew what the like what was going to happen, you'd change anything afterwards, I guess. But um, I think that's a impossible question to answer. Because... Like say say now, like you you did, you know, a good few sanctionals. Like, do you think maybe if you were if if you if you knew that the same year was coming again, it's in the same schedule. Obviously, you're going to perform differently and stuff like that. Like, I don't mean individual workouts, but would you have said like, ah, oh, maybe maybe I shouldn't have done that competition or do you think that they're all going to feed into something good that's coming further away? Yeah, they're definitely all going to stand to me at some point. Um, and I'm glad I did all the traveling last year because this year it's so long. <laughs> so I don't Why regret is, any of that. So you can't afford the flights this year, is it? Is that the, I can't see yeah. any reason for it. Yeah. There's no other reason except that. I spent the budget last year. Um, PD, do you think you would have put more stock into sanctionals uh, and less? On yeah, the- definitely. Like, you know, as I say, I sort of had my year planned out at a couple of sanctionals I wanted to do. Um, and then I was also going to go to America for about six weeks beforehand. So um, 
that was kind of my year planned out. But yeah, this as Sam said, hindsight's everything. So if you had known it was coming up, you definitely would have tried to done every competition you could have nearly that okay. you were doing healthy for. So um but yeah, who who would have known, huh? Yeah. Um I suppose the the to finish off our review of last year, the the biggest news of the last couple of weeks is like Fraser retiring. Um I was curious, like say Emma, you're uh at the top of the Irish game like can you empathize with that decision to just be like yeah I'm done and like walk away like when there's still potential for like further accolades and like further performances because I suppose most recently I was talking to Marcus Philly and he said um I asked him about like he had his best career finish the last year he was in the games and I was kind of curious like you know god would that not it must be difficult not to be like oh fuck it I'll do one more year like that was really good but he said that the sense of relief he had and he's spoken to other people as well when they finish of just like oh my god thank fuck that's over like the, the stress and the constant like he said he was living in fear like and you know Fraser says it as well that he's training in fear like do you think that that's something that maybe when you hear people talking about stuff like that that's something that's something that you might look forward to as well yeah so like you know I have my timeline I know when I'm retiring um, but the rest of the world doesn't necessarily need to know that um, so I'm sure Fraser had his timeline hmm. and this was just his time um, so like he's obviously been working towards his timeline to retire um, but you don't always obviously have to openly tell anyone because you always make everyone else kind of like live in fear as well of like frick is he going to do another year kind of thing so um so yeah he's kind of like just worked towards the end of like his end goal and obviously he's been the most successful man in history so um definitely he's going to feel great for it and like I know my end goal as well so like we've already talked about it myself Dave and my coach and um whenever you have that end end insight as well like I know for me like I'm probably working harder than I've ever worked because I know like there is an end point coming you don't feel like uh, <laughs> announcing the end point now, no? There's girls behind me, so they can live in fear <laughs> until I retire. Do you do you find it? Do you find it as stressful as that? Like as Marcus was describing it there, like do you find it that 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 does that heightened stress like almost all year round? Um, no, it's definitely not all year round. But like whenever it creeps around to the open, obviously, like if I don't think there's very many athletes go into it like hugely confident um because anything can happen obviously like sam briggs is like a really good example she put like the second fastest time in the world in the first open workout and got two and a half minutes of penalties and put her out of qualifying for the game so um like the open every year i think is nerve-wracking for every athlete in the world so like um so yeah like i think everyone kind of like lives in fear kind of thing do like PD when you hear that when you see like Fraser retiring would that make you assess your own career as well like would you like have you got a similar idea to what Emma's talking about there or when you hear of like someone going out like that are you thinking like fuck maybe I start maybe need to start thinking about that as well oh I've retired in my head 10 times over (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah like um it's 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 admirable very admirable what he's done you know and it's it's smart too, you know, he's, he could have went on and done another year, maybe another two years, who knows, but like he just went out with total dominance in the top, you know, um, 
and he has his business, like he's smart as well. He has his business plan. He has everything else lined up. You know, he seems to be a smart guy. So it seems to be a good time for him. But yeah, to, to resonate with it, like you definitely can. Like, I think um, in this sport, you, you kind of have to be in a bit of fear. You're always like, God, who's coming up or who's going to do this or who's going to do that, you know? So to you can't let it rule your life, but it's definitely, uh, it's, it's definitely a good motivator anyway. Does it affect any of you the the change in the system? Um, was say with the open having more importance, I suppose, like uh, regionally rather than nationally now this time. I mean, the three of you are six, were you know pretty successful worldwide in the open last year or last time anyway. Um, like you, Sam and PD, you were just outside the kind of whatever it was cut off, like even excluding the national champion side of things. So, like Sam, are you are you in any way perturbed by what's the change that have happened? Or are you just like it literally doesn't change anything? I still need to perform. Like, there's nothing I can't. There's no point in thinking about the old system for this year because it's again, it's just looking at the past. You kind of just have to deal with what's in front of you. And um, I think the this year's system takes a lot less or puts a lot less pressure on the open. Um, you could probably just do the workouts once because once you're in the 10%, I think the score is reset and then it's a bit more game on. Um, so I think it's kind of less pressure from the start, but then it's going to get probably more overall pressure as the season go- uh, progresses. Yeah. It is um, nice to know that you don't have to do five weeks of, uh, five weeks <laughs> of hell, I would say, to be fair. So uh, knowing that you don't have to come to the end and you're sitting trying to do a workout like maybe three times or something. So um, I think that's definitely a nice game changer. But as Sam says, I think the pressure will probably come later on uh, in the, after the first round. Does it make it easier? Like, would it be, would you prefer it if there was no other Irish person in the quarterfinal or if like all the Irish people were in the quarterfinal? Like, d- like say, PD, would you rather it was just you and that you weren't, competing against people that you really know and like have you know some form of relationship with or would you rather it was all really no i think it's cool that you know we have more representatives now and the thing especially like if it did go to the the regional sanctional type thing or continental sorry they're calling them like it's as emma says it's unlikely it'll go ahead in that format but if it was an in-person competition like you want to see as many people there as possible you know it's just i think it's just great for crossfit and great for the sport and it's, it's just great for ireland that you know so many people could be there essentially you know um so yeah no you definitely you definitely do want to see them there you know preferably yeah. to be doing better than they are but you still want to see them there you know <laughs> you just want to yeah you want to be the one stamping on his neck at the, the last. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um i was one of the first to say continentals as well just to yeah. want to get that out there as, uh, <laughs> on, on All the time. um i i was actually i meant to ask you know obviously a time is coming uh some might say sooner rather than later where a similar thing is going to happen on the female side where, you know, T is going to call time and to be two, uh, you know, periods of dominance will come to an end. Like what happens there? Because I suppose something that I thought of was like, my initial thought was like, Oh, everyone must be fucking delighted. Like on the men's side where they're like, Oh, thank fuck. Like, you know, there's actually the rest of us actually have a chance now. And then I kind of had a thought of like, if that was me, suddenly I'd feel more pressure than I've ever felt because if I'm say I don't know say just the top four behind him last year like take Fraser out of it 
nobody was in the same position for two days in a row there. Like everyone was in second, third, fourth, and fifth, and they all moved around loads of different times. You could assume that the same is going to happen on the female side when Tia stops. So like as athletes yourselves, like Sam, would it heap pressure on you or take pressure off you knowing that the best is gone and that now there's no like, you know, I'm reluctant to use the word excuse, but like there's no, oh, well, I, obviously I didn't win in 2019 because like Fraser was there and obviously I didn't win in 2020 because Fraser was there. And then in 2021, it's like, well, why didn't you win that year? Um, it probably does put a few, uh, bit of pressure on a few people. Um, I think definitely if they let it get to them, that they think, okay, if if you're truly thinking I'm capable of winning this, then it definitely would put extra pressure. Well, you probably put the pressure on yourself. I don't think it, it implies pressure to them from others. You'd put it on yourself. Um, but going back to Fraser, I think, like I know it's great for him. He can retire on his own terms and stuff. But it would be in, like for this long-term kind of development of the sport, I think it would have been slightly more interesting if someone would have dethroned him or beat him. Because for the next, I don't know, 10 years, everyone's going to be going, well, could that guy be Fraser? And that's going to be the question. And then the answer is always going to be no, because they didn't. Um, that's why he done it, doesn't it? That's, yeah, that's, exactly. his, that's, his, that's his ego. You know, he, he wants to be remembered, that dominant force. And, um, it's you, know, same, you have to assume it's the same did it as well. Yeah, he doesn't even have the same bags under his eyes. You can keep the stress lifted off him. <laughs> he must <laughs> exactly. be sleeping better. So he is. I think he, he literally lives in a constant state of fear. So, um, yeah, or maybe that's just the makeup he's doing for all his promo videos of his new program or something. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Can you but see? Can you see a, a similar period of dominance coming from anyone else again? Or like, I think you know, there's obviously say Haley coming up on the girl's side who has a long career ahead of her going on age alone. And then Justin, same thing, you know, or Dallin even coming up from the teen side has even longer ahead of him. Like, can you see another, say, uh, one year filler of like similar to Ben Smith between Rich and Matt and then like another prolonged period of dominance? Or do you think as a sport, as more people are doing the sport, like, I mean, there's more Irish people in the sport than ever, just even closer to home. The the men's side is more hotly contested than it was in the past. Same in the UK. Same, like, you know, it seems to be growing and getting more and more people involved is diluting the, the pool, we'll say. Do you think that that dominant time is, like, do you think that's coming to an end, Emma? Or do you think that there's always going to be someone who's just has that in them? Um, I don't know, like the sport changes every year, like, uh, like I didn't, like, I don't think anyone kind of thought like Matt and Tia would have walked this like new ranch version, um, you know, obviously as much as they did, um, you know, but there was no other real stand, not, don't mean that in any way, but like standout athlete as in like dominance wise from like second to fifth, if you get me, um, so I don't know, but like, as you said, like the, those young teenagers coming through, like it's even like Sam coming through, like he's just so young, um, like and can do freakish things, you know, for me anyway, like I'm 31 now, I'm not saying that's like over the hill, but like there's young people coming up through. So they've like the coaching is better for like straight away from the get go. Um, like I was speaking to this um, not so long ago. It's like whenever I started CrossFit like seven years ago, it was like, the biggest thing in the gym if you got like double unders and ring muscle ups you were literally a legend 
where now it's like people are picking up double unders and uh, kipping pull-ups, kipping toes to bar within like their nearly like their fast track um, kind of thing. Um, and I just think that's just down to coaching has even progressed. Um, so like it's inevitable that people are going to get better, um, you know, from a younger age. So like some of them teens could could become quite dominant, but again, it's injury and et cetera, mm. that all comes along with it. Um, you know, when you sit down at the end of your season, say Sam, like, uh, do you, do you like look back and think like, right, what went really well and what do I need to change? Or is it, especially when it's such an unusual season, like last year, do you just kind of say like, right, I just need to move on from that. And like, obviously I still have the potential to get stronger or faster or whatever. I'll just keep working on what I'm working on. Um, I don't, especially last year, cause it ended so abruptly, I think you kind of have to dissect it a bit more and pick certain areas that went well and certain areas that uh, didn't go so well. Um, you probably couldn't look at the whole season because um, there wasn't a whole season, I guess, um, for myself anyway. And then so you probably just take the small things, um, maybe like one workout here, that didn't go so well, and I nearly drowned at that workout over there, and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I think it's a smaller goals. And then no matter what, I think you have to let it, most of it go anyway and um, well, like whatever happened happened and you just have to let that go you can't dwell on any results or anything you just got to take lessons that you can keep with you um for the next season i guess um Emma, would you describe yourself as like compassionate towards yourself after a season is over like would you have the same a similar kind of mindset to sam there where you're like well what went well and what didn't or like do you kind of beat yourself up a bit maybe for a while or like how do you handle when a season is over um like me and my like my coach we just sit there and talk usually like we usually have like um after this year's games like we had a call like straight after the last workout um and like we spoke for like just like a quick like 10 minute call um, and just kind of like recap the weekend briefly and then I think it was the Monday um, like around noon when the hangover kind of gave in a wee bit um, you know like we had a really good like maybe hour and a half to our call obviously usually obviously it would have been in person um, but um, yeah still can't see people um, so yeah we had like a good call and stuff and um, just like broke down every workout chatted about chatted about everything like about our peak we messed up a few things we nailed a few things and obviously then what what we do to to get it right for for the next event so i i'd be quite critical of myself and um, but obviously i like to hear what my coach's thoughts are as well and then it's easy just to look at the data as well of of your results and your placings yeah pd then it would your yours would have been a similar I suppose a similar outlook to Sam of like after you got over the disappointment of kind of being like right well what where did I see some gaps that I need to work on kind of thing is it? Yeah, pretty much. I think uh, I think self hate's a great fuel. <laughs> you just think that uh, oh yeah I'm shit at everything so it needs to get better. So um, yeah, you, maybe you don't really have a season or whatever. You can't really look back and be like oh this event I didn't do this or this event I did this. So um, you didn't really have that structure, I guess. Um, you know, whenever you're, you haven't competed in a while, so yeah, you don't really get that. Um, so yeah, it was difficult to do. You're just really judging yourself through, maybe through from training or what you think typically your weaknesses are. So, um, you don't have them benchmarks to, to go against. Your sister is a sports psychologist. She is, yeah. I'd say she has a fucking field day with you if out of hate is a great fuel. 
that's, that's your mantra. I'm sure she's like, yeah. she's probably listening outside the door. Well, going to have a long you, chat. Uh, you, you can believe that if you want to believe it. Um, <laughs> just because I said it isn't true. Um, no, I was just having a bit of a laugh, you know. Yeah, um, no, yeah you, you, need, you need to be self-critical of yourself. And um, yeah, it's like you have to analyze things, um, you know, to an degree. So if you do want to progress in the sport, you have to analyze things both physically and mentally and see if it actually was a, a physically that you gave up or did you actually mentally give up or did you mentally give up before you even started it? So um, it works in all aspects. Like. Yeah. Um, Sam, we'll do a quick uh, quick fire there um, to finish this one off. Um, so I think you've actually done two of these already. So I don't know what I've asked you and not asked you in the past. Um, you and Emma, you're my first uh, three three peat uh, guests, so you can hold that over whoever gives a shit. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, ski or row? Uh, row. Wall ball or dumbbell squat? Uh, dumbbell squat. Uh, present or guest on a podcast? Um, present. I'm getting into it. It's a bit of fun. Uh, burpee or thruster? Thruster. Um, all right, Castro announces one of the open workouts, and you immediately think, I'm going to win that. What is in it? Um, I, I, I'd, I'd hate to answer that because then I would think that I'm only, I'm only good at two or three movements. Um, I'm doing my best to kind of be as well rounded as possible, but I'd say some sort of snatch. Um, I'd like to see, um, 17.3 happen again some heavy snatches and some chest force that'd be cool yeah maybe in, maybe in the quarterfinals I'd say 